Welcome back to Soulful Insight. The epicenter of the holiday of Rosh Hashanah is when Jews across the world flock to shul to listen to the sounding of the shofar. It's indeed a very elevating and soulful time when the cry from the depth of one's heart is symbolized by the cry of the shofar reaching out and asking God to give us prosperity, health, happiness, and a sweet new year. Well, what should one think of? What is it that'll give us that strength to be able to cry out and hear the sound of the shofar? Well, years ago, some 250 years ago, the founder of the Hasidic movement, Rabbi Israel Baal Shem, known as the Baal Shem Tov, asked his disciple, Reb Zev Kitsis, to sound the shofar in his shul that specific year. And he asked him to learn the deep mystical understandings, the Kabbalistic interpretations of each of those sounds so that he could meditate on them as he sounded the shofar to pierce the heavens with the deepest and most sublime intentions in mind. Well, Rabzev spent the next few weeks with trepidation and joy in preparing for that. He opened every book he could find on the deep mystical understandings and values of the depth of the sounding of the shofar, put it on a paper, a little note that he would have in front of him to gaze at as he sounded each and every sound of the shofar. Well, Rosh Hashanah approached, everybody flocked to shul, and at the height of the service, as the shul was packed wall to wall, Rebzev ascended to the bima, all ready to pierce the heavens in this mystical shul with the holy and sacred Baal Shem Tov gazing upon him. What could one do representing the holy Baal Shem Tov in sounding the shofar. Well, he put his hand in his pocket to pull out that paper, but to his shock, he realized he forgot it at home. And with that, you can imagine the sense of embarrassment and shame. Everything that he had prepared for this great moment was all but gone, shattered. What would he think of? What would he understand? What would he meditate on? What would he look at as he sounded the shofar on behalf of the Baal Shem Tov and all his mystical disciples? Well, he had nothing except for a broken heart. And with that, he sounded the shofar, really with tears in his eyes. He was like a simple horn, just sounding out with no kavanot, no intentions, despairing heart. That's what was left. At the conclusion of the service, the Baal Shem Tov came over to him and said, Good jump to Rebzev. That was extraordinary. What did you think of? You must have had some great intentions. I've never heard a sounding of the shofar like that. To which... He relayed the terrible story that he forgot the paper with all the mystical intentions, and instead he was shattered and brokenhearted when he sounded the shofar. Ah, said the Baal Shem Tov. You know, in a king's palace, there are many gates and doors leading to all sorts of halls and chambers. And the palace keeper has many keys, and each of those keys open a different door. But there's a master key, and that master key opens all the doors. Intentions are keys. Each intention unlocks another door. But you know what is the master key which opens all doors? That's a broken heart. My friends, as we stand the show for this Rosh Hashanah, the somberness, the shatteredness, the element of brokenness in the depth of our heart is what is the intention of the shofar. We shouldn't get caught up too sophisticatedly in the sounding of the shofar. On the contrary, we should take the brokenness of our hearts, the shattered moments of life, and reach out to God. Because as the great Hasidic master, the Kotzke Rebbe said, there's nothing more complete than a broken heart. Indeed, even if you look within the stories 
of the Torah. When Moses descended from the mountain after 40 days and 40 nights with the first tablets, and he saw the Jewish people worshiping the golden calf, he threw it and shattered it into pieces out of anger. How could they go against God, he said. And yet, after God forgave them and gave them a second set of tablets, God told them to take those shattered pieces and put them into the ark together with a new tablet. Why? Because in life, things do break. But the brokenness of those moments could be transmuted into purpose, into a greater sense of joy, a greater sense of fulfillment. That is our job, even under the chuppah, as many of you may be familiar. We break a glass to make a bold statement that in life, in relationships, and in marriages, the brokenness is there to only allow us to put together a better piece. If the vessel is complete, it is what it is. But if the vessel breaks, we have the capability to piece it together into an even better, more applicable, more timely vessel. And indeed, that is the job as we stand before God on Rosh Hashanah. Let's take the brokenness of our life. Let's take the shattered moments of this past year and bring it before God because there's nothing more complete than the brokenness of our hearts so that we can build a better version of ourselves. 